I wish when I was 26 yeah. years old that I had that, that forethought to be able to go, there's someone who I want to connect with. What value can I bring to him? At the age of 26, all I cared was what's in it for me. Hey, do you know what everyone needs more of in their life? The answer is positive people. And today on this episode of the Empire Podcast, we're going to show you how to attract positive people into your life. My name is Craig Valentine, and I am here with a positive person in my life, Bedros Koulian. Welcome, my friend. Hey, buddy. How are you? Very, very good. So the million-dollar question in our friendship is, who sent the first book to who first? This has truly become the chicken or the egg scenario because yes. I don't remember if I sent you the book or if you sent me one. Yeah, so just everybody listening, what happened was in about 2009, Bedros and I didn't know each other, we'd never met in person, and all of a sudden we started sending books to each other in the mail, as probably recommended by one of our positive mentors in our life, and it led to a really great friendship in this podcast and us being the positive people and everybody's that's listening's lives. So that's what we're going to talk about today because a lot of people get hung up on this, don't they, B? Yep, yep, that is true. They do get hung up. And quite honestly, we all need positive people in our life because the reality is that most people in life don't work on their personal development, self-development. Because of that, most people are negative, pessimistic, and... Uh, scarcity minded and if these are the type of people you're hanging around with yet you're trying to build an empire a million two million five million you're trying to 20 million you're trying to make an impact on the world leave a legacy while hanging around with dodo birds ain't gonna happen so you got to find those positive people so how do we attract them yeah absolutely it's a great question and, and the answer really is be, first starts with becoming a positive person yourself you have to be the leader now I remember, this is a, a helpful story for everybody here, because back in college, we were partying, we were having a good time, everybody wanted to go out and eat junky food, and they wanted to drink beers, and I would do that from time to time, but then guys wanted to do it, you know, in the afternoons sometimes, and, and I would say no, or they wanted to start really early on a Saturday, and I'd say no, you know, I'll just wait till later on, and you know, they would peer pressure me and give me a hard time. But over the years, they started moving more and more towards me because they realized you can't do that stuff. And I like to say that I was leading by example, living and leading by example. I was being the leader to them. Uh, you know, I was showing other people who probably felt the same way that I did, but weren't strong enough to make that decision. And that's where we have to start, isn't it? Isn't yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're the leader and you're organically living the lifestyle that they want, yeah. they're going to gravitate towards you. And yeah. at the end of the day, if you're not man it, being true to yourself if right? you're not being true to yourself then what are you doing which really goes back to that next point is knowing what you want and who you want in your life right exactly so most people have never sat down and thought you know what I need this type of person in their life they they just think oh you know what there's got to be some other people out there I'm always you know I just don't feel like and I'm hanging around the people that are lifting me up to the next level and it's it's a strong feeling in a lot of people, but they've never actually decided to step back and do basically empire thinking for their social circle and their network. Sure. But you take a look at some of the most successful people we know, like Joe Polish, like Joel Marion, they're really, really well connected because they know who they want to hang around with. They know the values of the people. And so, you know, there's a really great exercise um, by Dan Sullivan where he said, you know what, if, you've, if you want to become better in certain areas, just make a list of all the things that people 
who you know, who are successful, all the characteristics that they have, and then go out and build them in yourself so that now you are a positive person and you're going to start attracting other good people. So it really starts with figuring out what you want in your life, who you want to be with in your life, and how you want to be in your life as well. Exactly, which kind of leads us to then being grateful, showing gratitude. Oftentimes we don't show enough gratitude about the few positive people that we might have in our life. Absolutely. And we might even take them for granted. Mm -hmm. I know I personally have taken some of the, you know, Jim Franco, I always talk about Jim Franco, one of my first mentors, my very first mentor. And at that time, man, I was hanging around with meatheads who were just always in trouble and causing havoc and financially broke and owed money to people. I was more like those guys than like Jim Franco. Yet, I would scoff at the ideas that Jim Franco would come out when he's like, hey, you know what, listen to the sales tape. Why do I have to listen to a sales tape? I already have a good enough sales closing percentage. Uh, why do I have to listen to this marketing tape? The man was trying to advise me, but over time, he was persistent, and very quickly, I realized how grateful I was to have someone like him. Now, I wish someone would have, I wish there was a podcast back then in the early 90s where I could listen to and someone would tell me, hey, you know what, you should be grateful for the positive mentors that you have in your life just because you're not paying them doesn't mean they're not mentoring you, guiding you, taking you towards a better place. Because I should have been more aware, I should have shown more gratitude, and I wonder if I would have been more receptive to his ideas and probably hit my millions a lot sooner. Yeah, absolutely, it's a great point. And I remember for my mentor, Mark Ford, who owned Early to Rise before I bought it from him, he would write, uh, a lot of articles that I would resist. And I remember the one that I resisted for so many years was going to bed at the same time every night and getting up at the same time every day. But when I finally took my mentor's advice, it changed my life. And so you might not have real world mentors. They might be virtual mentors, as I call them, through books, through videos, through podcasts like this. And you might feel like you want to resist their information at first. And so I know there's probably a lot of young men out there sure. who, uh, who want to make a lot of money, but they don't want to give up the party lifestyle. They don't want to make the sacrifices yet. And they might resist what we say on some of these shows. But in a few years from now, they'll say, you know what? These were the positive guys that I needed in my life. I'm glad that I stuck with it. I'm glad that I listened. And I'm glad that I leveled up. Because really, the old uh, Jim Rohn quote that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, that's absolutely true, right? Oh, 100% true. And listen, I've never heard anyone tell me that, you know, I started thinking big and hanging on with positive people way too early in my life. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that. Instead, it's always the opposite. Right. And it's the same for me. I wasn't thinking big enough soon enough, and I wasn't hanging around with the positive people that I needed in my life when I had them available to me because I thought the cooler friends were the ones staying up late, drinking, smoking weed, causing trouble, and that's what I was doing. And I got to tell you, it was an uphill struggle. I still had this mind. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to make an impact, but it was almost like I wanted champagne, but I stuck to having a beer budget. Right. You might want to start creating a champagne budget if you want champagne. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's, it's a true point. And, you know, it's just, listen, you have to expand your social circle. You have to go out there to events. And I know that as an introverted person, it's difficult to go to events and meet people. But listen, everybody listening, if you're not the type of person who goes to events, you should stretch your comfort zone. You really should. So if you're in the fitness industry, you absolutely need to be at Fitness Business Summit. And even if you're the wallflower type of person, go with an agenda, go with like, I gotta go and at least say hi to Craig Ballantyne. I need to at least you know, take a thank you card to Bedros or take a gift for some other speaker. And that way you just start the connections, you get introductions because what I found over the years, Bedros, is that when you 
share your goals with positive people, other positive people go out of your way to help you and lift you up. And that's what I call a rising tide lifts all boats. So tell us about maybe some experiences where you have where someone who didn't owe you anything has just gone out of their way to help you because they're a positive person and you, why we need more of those in our lives. Yeah, you know what's funny is that I've got a great story for that and I'm gonna meet with him in two days. His name is Amar, he's a 26 year old young man who started an online supplement company and grew it grew it within a matter of a year and a half to a $10 million a year company, wow. right? Uh, so within the first, for, first million, uh, within the first year and a half, uh, it was like an uphill battle, and then it was a $10 million a year company, and then went to 15, 20, et cetera. Here's the interesting thing about Omar. Yeah. He reached out to me via Instagram. And by the way, the way he built this entire company was on the backs of influencers through Instagram. Mm -hmm. And he said, hey, look, I see that you're, you're, you're writing that book, Man Up, and I see that you wanna build a bigger following. You're probably gonna do some kind of a book launch when the book comes out. I said, yeah. He goes, you know, I've got a, about a half a million followers, and I built, I'm a young man, but I built a supplement company. Is there anything I can do to help you build your followers? I said, I'm sure there is. Like, what do you want? He goes, there's nothing in it for me. I just wanna build a relationship. And it was so neat and so refreshing. You know, I've experienced this a lot in my life before, mm -hmm. but the most recent story is that, that this young man reaches out and says, hey, look, this is my superpower. I know how to build social media following, specifically Instagram following that's responsive, that will post it, will get shares and likes and followers, et cetera. And is there any way I could do this for you? And I said, you know, I would much rather you do it for my company, Fit Body Bootcamp, right now. Let me just see. I was so skeptical. Yeah. And he did it for Fit Body Bootcamp. Our, our, our followers are growing. And now he's coming here in two days to meet with me to see how we can grow my personal following. But I said, Amar, what's in it for you? He goes, I just want to build a relationship with you and stay connected with someone who I know is a mover and a shaker in the entrepreneurial space. Like, there's a 26. I wish when I was 26 yeah. years old that I had that that forethought to be able to go, there's someone who I want to connect with, what value can I bring to him? At the age of 26, all I cared was what's in it for me. Mm -hmm. This young man is flying out from New Jersey to, to meet with me because he's thinking of the long-term value of a relationship. And so I was suspect, well, hey, what's in it for you? What do you want from me? What's the pitch? Go ahead and give it to me, I'm ready. Nothing, he goes, I just want to build a relationship. That's amazing, it's Refreshing. amazing. Yeah. You know, the power of connecting others, when you can go and help somebody who is a high value person, it will lift you up, give you so much great opportunity in your life. So, you know, let's rewind a little bit and go back and think, you know, why am I not attracting positive people into my life right now if, so, if someone's sitting there and thinking that? So I want you to go on a bit of a rant about not being who you should be in, in order to attract those yeah, people. Yeah. Well. I can't help but go on these rants, and you know right. that well about me, and uh, most of the time they happen in the car when the guys aren't here to film us and record us, but I gotta tell you this right here now, that most people always say, I want positive people around me, I want a, I want a positive money mindset, I, I, I'm all about abundance, uh, I never think about scarcity, I'm all about gratitude, yet they don't practice any of that shit, they just say it, Yeah. but they don't be it, and if you don't be it, people aren't, listen, the universe will bring into your life the people who belong there, and if you are surrounded by a-holes and negative people, people who are greedy, scarcity-minded, needy, attention-seeking, oddly enough, 
It's probably because you're all of that. Yeah. Let me be the first. Let Craig and I hold a mirror to your face and say we are the first to show you that you haven't evolved into the person you think you are. You might think you're that person. Your self-image might say that you're that person, but your self-esteem is not that person. And so my challenge to you is become the person you're meant to be before demanding that you have like-minded, socially aware, uh, financially abundant people around you. And that's just the reality of it. Listen, you and I were, were you know, come from the cloth of being poor and broke, right? Like, you know, you've talked about how you've had, um, you know, clothes that were tattered up and torn up and stitched up and reused again. Well, I come from that same place. So it's easy to be scarcity-minded. It's easy to be cheap and broke-minded. But if we want to attract people who are wealthy, who are abundant-minded, who are successful, we had to change our patterns of thinking. We changed that, and ironically, the right people flowed into our life, helped us elevate to a better spot. And so my challenge to everyone else is do the work first before demanding you know, who you want in your circles. Um, and if you're not willing to do the work, then you're just gonna have to, you're not gonna soar with the eagles. You're gonna kind of fly with the crows and maybe that's okay for some people. Yeah, so the solutions really are working on yourself first. You know, be the person that you need to be in order to attract the people that you want to be around, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Come with a giving hand. Yes. Love yourself, love others, show gratitude, open doors. I mean, how many people watching this or listening to this right now do you actually open the door for your boyfriend or your, your girlfriend or your wife or your daughter or your mom, right? Like I'm teaching my son right now to be a modern day knight and open the door because that's being respectful. So that, you know, there's a great book out right now by a Navy SEAL commander and, it, and he talks about making your bed. When you wake up in the morning, make your bed because if the rest of the day went to hell, when you come home tonight and go to bed and your bed's made and yep. that's just a really good feeling. You always start that day with a victory. Yeah, start that day with a victory. Really his whole point is start the day with a victory. And so really where we're concerned, what if you can actually love yourself? What if you can respect yourself? What if you can show respect towards others, show gratitude towards others, come with a giving hand and you make that a pattern in your life so that others who are like that will be attracted to you. And unless you are willing to do that work, we're not going anywhere else. Yeah, and so I'm gonna get you off on another rant here, and you know, cause you have such a fitness following, but you are always just like, you know, if you wanna be a successful personal trainer, you can't be sloppy, you can't be, you know, not looking the part. So tell us a little bit more about how important that is and why that really connects with this message today. Absolutely, listen, this message is for personal trainers worldwide. You cannot, you cannot have a broken car that's leaking and then expect to have a uh, Mercedes or BMW customers coming to you. you. You cannot have a body that's falling apart. You cannot afford to be 10, 15, 20 pounds overweight. You cannot be lacking muscle, functionally falling apart, yet call yourself a fitness professional. At the end of the day, as a personal trainer, we're walking, talking billboards. Yeah. The reality is most personal trainers, fitness coaches, go, well, I understand the body, and this is, this is the argument that people bring up to me. Well, listen, you know, the strength coach for so-and-so, uh, uh, college is is from Michigan State. You know he he's he's overweight, and and if you looked at him, you'd think that he has you know a, a, drinks a six pack of beer every night. That's fine. If you run a personal training or a fitness boot camp, online coaching, nutrition program, you better look the part because people are judging you not off the words that your website say or that your social media posts say, but people are judging you by the pictures and the videos that you post up there. And at the end of the day, you might call it well, it's only a few vanity pounds, dude. I thought. I only had 20 pounds to lose, right? Yep. I've lost 23 pounds now, and I still got another 15 pounds to lose. And so the reality is what you think you have to lose fat-wise, trainers, you have more to lose than you think. The reality is that we've hide it really well by keeping our shoulders wide and 
clothes baggy, but at the end of the day, people see it and you're a walking, talking billboard and people decide whether they're going to work with you or work with someone else based on what they see. Yeah, and absolutely. The same goes for any industry. If you're uh, you know, a financial advisor, but your finances aren't in shape, you're not going to have any clients and rightfully so because you don't deserve them. You have to play up the level and you have to add the value. And that brings me to the next point of adding value so that young man is adding value to your life, but he's adding value to your life because you're out there adding value to so many other people's lives. And I know that because of the great social media work that you do, you are getting people contacting you out of the blue saying, Hey, can you tell me more? And these people already have great followings but they're seeing what you're doing and knowing that it's in the next level. And every single day, I know that I wanna have more billionaire clients as my coaching clients, and I know what well, the only way to get that is to add more value into those people's lives. And we have a mutual friend, her name is Mary, she's known as the Paleo Chef Online, hanging out with her yesterday, and she was talking about how so many billionaires in the tech world are talking about her because she is their personal chef. And they're talking her up and, and you know, making her famous. She never mentions them, but, she, but they mention her. And, it's because, that's because her. and that's why her following is growing so fast, because she is adding high value to high value people and attracting more people into her world. That is a big key, big lesson. So whatever you can do, you might think, oh, what can I possibly do for a billionaire? What can I possibly do for the mayor of my town? But you have some expertise, especially if you're in the fitness world. You can go and help high-value people with your high-value information. So that's one way. If you're a financial advisor, you can do that for somebody that has money that needs help. You can go and be that solution to them. So always be looking to add value. Anything to add there? Yeah, where I want to add something there is if anyone is right now having the secondary conversation in their head, which is, ah, you know what, though? I don't know if that works for me. I don't know if I can do it. There's really nothing, no value I can bring to someone. You have a problem of self-worth. Self That's right. all it is, is they have a problem of self-worth. They don't feel they are worthy of connecting with someone of high value. They don't think that they deserve to, to be connected to someone of positive mindset. And so again, it goes back to self-image, self-esteem, because if you don't believe that you're worthy of hanging out with someone and connecting with and them giving some of their time to you, uh, because, well, what do I have to deliver? What value can I bring to their life? What giving hand could I come with? The problem's on you, yeah. not them. At the end of the day, every person who's positive, successful, who's made it, who's where you want to be, knows that it takes others, and they know they need to pay it forward, and they're more than willing to pay it forward if you just present yourself to them and say, hey, look, I'm looking for some help, but I've got some value to add to your life, or I'm looking for some help, and what value can I add to your life? Most people are willing to say, you know what? Maybe right now there's no value you can add to my life, but if you're willing to pay it forward to someone else later, then I'd be more than happy to give you some advice. And I said that to a young man named Leighton who comes here uh, once every other week around 4.30. He's the last person I see on a Tuesday, every, third, every second Tuesday, and he's creating an apparel line. He goes, well, what can I do for you? Because now he's used our studio in here. Mm -hmm. He's used that infinite white background to shoot for his gear. He goes, what can I do for you? I go, Leighton, there's nothing you can do for me. We're just, our worlds are so far apart right now. There's nothing you can do for me right now. But what I need you to promise me is that when you are in a place that you can do something for someone who's in your shoes now, that you do it without any expectation, just like I did it for you. He goes, dude, count on it, done. And, and that, that's all we really have to do is come with a giving hand and the mentors are there to help us.
Yeah, and I'll say, I'll say one thing. The other thing that Leighton can do for you is to take action, right? Because that's really the greatest gift oh, that any yeah. student can give their teacher is to take action. Yes, sir. And that rounds up with my last, last point here, which is commit to constant and never-ending improvement. Commit to Kaizen. So really, you want to get better in every single way. You want to be better at adding value. You want to be better for yourself. You want to be a better leader. You want to be better in every characteristic that you want to improve so that you start to attract those people into your life that lift you up to the next level, right? Well said. All right. So thank you so much for being on the Empire Podcast, lifting yourself up, getting better every day, and allowing a couple of positive people to come into your life. Now go out there and be a positive person for somebody else. Pay it forward. Share this podcast with them. Go to iTunes. Give us a nice five-star rating. And listen, if you want to build your empire, check out more about our Empire Coaching Program at empirepodcast.com.